Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be getting into on this week's episode? Ryan, on this week's episode, the battle for abortion continues... And the crux of the argument falls on the shoulders of a 10-year-old girl. And, and Frank is getting people fired. What are you going to do next, bitch? Wait, no, let me redo that. <laughs> I mean, I, I pray we leave that in. I pray we leave that in. Ah, fuck it, go ahead. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Oh, boy, that's a tough act to follow. This week, I am going to ask for myself what do you do when a personal hero falls and the grossest welcome to miami you've ever heard so let's go ahead and step in it sports we love them uh, a big uh i would say majority of us do it's interesting i find that sports occupies this place in society that I don't think anything else does. And it's not just our society. This is going back to the Aztecs. This is going back to Chichen Itza. This is going back. Sports has played a role in culture as far back as I can, you know, as I'm familiar with. Why? Why is it different than everything else? People needed a distraction from the horrors around them throughout the ages. Much like in Chichen Itza, there was that game where you threw a ball, threw a ring up on a wall, whatever. Yeah. You ever seen the Road to El Dorado? The game they play in that anime. I have movie. not, but what's what? interesting about that is Good that movie. the team that won mm -hmm. was sacrificed to the gods. Kind of interesting that they didn't make it, Ryan. What do you mean? All the best and strongest were killed after they won. That's a good point. That's actually really interesting in thinking about. It, it does not too far away from modern football. Are we right about that? You're weeding out the strong That's exactly ones. That's right. That it, doesn't make any sense. Well, in the NFL, we're like, give us your, your strongest. Give us your toughest. We're going to put them in wheelchairs yeah. at 42. Yeah, we're going to paralyze them That's for sure. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I love sports. I've chronicled on this show. What I love about sports is that it, it churns up something in you that very few things do in terms of what else would make you hug a stranger. What else would make me hug a stranger? Do, do you know what I mean? I, like I you think, could be in a bar and your team scores a, 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 a touchdown in the last second of the game. You are going to be jubilant. You are going to be excited in a way that very few things in your life will make you jump up and down and scream and act like a crazy person. I fully agree. I think that it is a, a communal feel good. So that is the only thing that brings us that on a normal basis. The only other thing that I can think of, the example I gave to you last time was like the shuttle launch. I know how big there that was back in the day. Or when, I know this is kind of, um, kind of you know, out there, but maybe somebody's life being saved in front of a group of people. That's true. Where they, like people come together to, it just happened a couple days ago. People came together to lift a bus off of this little girl who had been trapped under the wheel and she survived, she was fine. Wow. That must have been- That's an, crazy. That must have been an amazing experience amongst that group of people. Like when we saved that lady from the bee stings. Um, and oh, all of that is true. And that is the perfect underlying of what it is that I'm saying. Sports gives you these emotions without 
needing to see a 10-year-old girl pinned beneath a bus. It helps. I was going to say, couldn't hurt. It helps. Couldn't hurt. If you score this touchdown, we will pick this bus up and save this girl. Mm -hmm. But so what I want to do is I want to bring some of that into the show. You and I are not necessarily all that manly, so I think sports could really help us out. What? (laughs) That helped a lot. (laughs) Thank you. So I have three sports facts that I want to get in on this cold open and then we will move on. Are you ready? Now I like to do some imaging with this stuff. So I wanted to find a kind of like a, a sound effect that wouldn't be too annoying for the people, but also it represented what it was we were doing in sports. So Mm. tell me what you think about this fact. Number one, Aaron Rodgers says he's going to heal himself. By listening to dolphins have sex. Have you heard about this, Tyler? We listen to the same show, so Shut yes, up. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Visceral do, reaction. Do you, <laughs> it hurts me when you do this to me. Do you do you know anything about this? Uh, just from what was mentioned, he, Aaron Rodgers is, I don't, I don't know him personally. NFL quarterback, NFL New quarterback. York Jets, hurt in the first play of the first game of, of his season. He says some kooky shit. What's up with him? Uh, is he all right? He... The thing is, and I've actually thought about this at length, I think everybody on earth, and I mean this as an absolute, every single human being on earth that is capable of thought. Um, so not us. Uh, so not us. Um, <laughs> if, you were to, if you were to read their knowledge, their beliefs, like it was a book, you would eventually come to at least one page where you're like, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. I've got chapters devoted to that. But we have an internal uh, a filter that says, okay, don't say that out loud. Uh, pull, pull it back a little <laughs> he, bit, pal. He not only doesn't seem to have that, or if he does, his kook shit is so far and away, it can't keep up, but he says it confidently as well. Well, I think so. And, and we won't get stuck too deep here on Aaron Rodgers because I want these to be general sports ideas. But Fair no, enough. no, no. But I find this to be really interesting because juxtaposed against his earlier career personality where so many people came out against him and said really what what who knows what's true and who knows what isn't true yeah it sounded like i hate to say this but not a great let's say teammate sure um bit of a jerk a bit of a jerk bit of a jerk he's had family issues yeah. in the past which doesn't mean anything we don't know what really happened but i, I was gonna say it doesn't a full turn doesn't here. automatically make him a bad person or anything like that you could be a jerk and not be a, a a bad person. Yeah, I, just just you have a personality that rubs people the wrong way. That doesn't make prickly. you a bad person. I think you're right about yeah, that. But there is rumors going around that he, one of his new teammates, he walked right up to him and was like, do you believe in 9-11? I think that's a fair question. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, what do you mean? An entire city saw it happen uh, live. So he's saying that 9-11 didn't happen ever? I can't. Or sp- is he saying who did 9-11? No, no, the way that that's... The way that the question was phrased, according to people who heard it, was he asked his teammate, do you believe in 9-11? You're taking this to a not fun place. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers is going <laughs> to heal himself by listening to Dolphins put it in the blowhole. It's, it's just such an interesting conversation. Fact number two. <laughs> the long uh, yeah, the, the sound effect, I think, saved that. Michael Jordan. It's a terrible sound effect. It's terrible. <laughs> do, do you know what that is? Uh, is that from the old game? The uh, Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. Sure, oh, sure. I found right. the most, you know, truth be told, most annoying sound effect I could find. Terrible. Michael Jordan. Heard of him? Of course. Okay. Uh, he works famously with Nike. Heard of it? Of course. Do you know how much money Michael Jordan makes a day from 
Nike makes a day. Guess low so that I fix it. Oh, you know this? I'm going to go ahead and say 50, whoa, 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 50. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know this? Yes. I was going to play the game. Hold on. Let me play it. Oh, damn it. Man. Hold on. Can you, pick gonna, a, can you pick a new podcast, please? <laughs> no, you pick a new one. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Joe Rogan. He's pretty good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say $50,000 a day. Give or take. But again, you already know the well, answer. I'm trying to play the $700, game. $700,000, Tyler. What? Yes. 700000 a day? I want to punch that's, you right in your suck that hole. That is crazy. So, no, but that's, in, that is in, wild. In, in all fairness, $700,000 a day, that's more money than, than I make. So he's making more than a quarter of a billion dollars every year just off of this one venture. That, are, that's that's wild. Jordans be expensive, y'all. That's wild. Sure. Fake Jordans are like $250. I, I I genuinely can't believe that his name and likeness is still getting that much traction this long after he's retired. Well, it's, been, it, it's been 20 years. It's not jo Michael Jordan. In my experience, I have a 15 year old boy is no longer, excuse me, 15 year old man is no longer a basketball player. Jordans are shoes. Much like yeah, when, that, that makes sense. when I say Cavaricis, yeah. people think of pants. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow, that was, that was something. Sure. Don't ever say the word Cavaricis sure. again. I wear them with my skids. Uh, Fact. Oh, wait, no, go ahead. You no, got no, one more. I, I was just going to say it's, it's like, um, it's like Nike's how they have just become this, uh, pop culture icon in and of itself for sure or it's not only just shoes but it's like a uh i guess a statement are you allowed to say that well it's a fashion it's a trend fashion it, statement it, it, it's like a rolex it's yeah. not different than that yeah. hey this guy is fashionable and he's got cash five thousand dollars for a watch go fuck yourself i'll just buy like 10 pairs of cavariches and i'll be good fact number excuse me fact number three <laughs> Like music to my <laughs> it's really terrible. That's bad. Uh, no, I pray to Lord that you don't know this one, okay? Mac Jones. You know who Mac Jones is? The quarterback for the Patriots. Yes. Yes. Do you know what Mac Jones is? This is my favorite one. Save it for the end. Do you know right. Do you know what his middle name is? No, I actually don't know Thank that one. Thank the freaking Lord, Tyler. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. I appreciate it. <laughs> Michael Jones is his real name. Mac Jones, his name is Michael Jones. Okay. Middle name? McCorkle. What? McCorkle. Mac McCorkle Jones? <laughs> Mac, Michael McCorkle Jones. That, I can see why he goes by Mac. What do you mean? Uh, McCorkle's not great. Mac Corkle. And Michael just sucks. Nobody wants to be a Michael. No. We've been making Michaels for way too long. Too, way too long. Are we still making Michaels? Way too long. They're like they're like uh, Toyota Camrys. It's like the same <laughs> thing off the factory line for 50 years. <laughs> Time to switch it up, ladies and gentlemen. My name is McCorkle. <laughs> and my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to another episode of Those Guys You Hate. Tyler Menendez, my brother, my confidant. Mm -hmm. How are you doing today, dude? I'm good, buddy. Good, good, good. Ready to be in here and uh, 
get some work done. I'm really excited. I feel like we're right on the precipice of like big change around the show. We've really been taking in some critical or some critiques from different sources. It's hurt and, me deeply. And we're looking, we're looking to, uh, to really improve and, and, and really uh, make the show better in so many different ways. I'm really glad that you said that, Tyler, because you are following the script that I have on my computer that you have not seen. <laughs> I have not. I wrote that whole line for Tyler. I can see just, the reflection in your he eyes. He guessed it. Um, <laughs> Well, first of all, let's start here, because I know that this show is engaged in a lot of navel gazing, and I know that we the show talks a lot about the show. Mm-hmm. But first off, we, we will get to the changes, and we will get to some of the things that have been suggested for the show, because I do like to talk about it. We are looking to take on new listeners, as every podcast, as every entertainment vehicle is, mm-hmm. but also, I like to be open with the people who have been here from day one. One Tooth, I'm interested in what you think. Oh, I miss you so much, One Tooth. Uh, our first fan, our first international fan. That's exactly right. Fire uh, emoji. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, we want to grow. We always want to grow. And the one thing about growth is you can't stay the same. You can't be conservative in your in your decision making, or else you will become stagnant and then die. Well, first off, I, fact of life. I would like to say that number one. So I, is this week the first time that we are debuting our ad with BetterHelp? I believe so. I mean, it's ready to go. There's no reason for us to hold off. So this week we are start. I think we're the only podcast who's being uh, where BetterHelp is advertising with us. Do we're, I have that right? We're keeping BetterHelp afloat. <laughs> <laughs> and that means somebody else better help. Um, <laughs> So we are we are slowly we've we've brought on podcast mommy hello podcast mommy hello podcast mommy which is I, the I, worst nickname that's ever happened I gotta get used to it I guess it's not unlike that tech mobile sound it is just terrible and we're doing it to annoy you well I realized the moment that I said I hated and don't want to call her that that immediately became her nickname I like hated I, it too just, and but nonetheless you said it you put it into operation I did it's my fault we have been accused by by a, a, the people who have been here for a long time of trying to clean up our act for commercial success already. Mm. Do you see that? Like where where I've been told, are you guys talking more mental health? Have you guys turned down the outrageous jokes on purpose? I don't see it as happening on purpose. Do you? No, definitely not. The, the one thing that we have done on purpose is we've really tried to tone down the dick jokes only because we were telling like 10 dick jokes a show and it just became too much. We kept even saying on the show, why does it always come back to our penises? It had nothing to do with the podcast. It really made me look inside myself and be like, am I in all actuality? a 13-year-old boy? (laughs) And the answer is yes. I was going to say. I I still find that kind of stuff to be funny, but when you're just hitting that same note over and over again, it's not a podcast. It's a cry for help that you're recording. I think it's safe to say that there's a 13-year-old boy inside all of us. So moving on. So moving on. We we even did that earlier in the show's inception. When we first started the show, when we first went live, especially during session zero that you guys will never hear, never see. How old was that 13-year-old boy then? For all intents and purposes, 13. <laughs> uh, he, the, 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 the issue was is we were relying so hard because of our discomfort. We were still nervous getting in front of the microphones. We dropped the F word constantly. Yeah. And that was another one where that we said- dad's big takeaway. Hey, we really need to, we need to slow down on this. It makes us sound less intelligent. Less intelligent, less professional. And, and I believe that all of this stuff has happened organically. We're becoming more yeah. comfortable. We are- not just all of these things, but amongst that, we are growing as men and 
we're becoming more comfortable being vulnerable right in front of your very ears and soon to be eyes. That's exactly it, is we're finding comfort in speaking about this. Do you remember how hard I fought you in the beginning when you tried to talk about anything regarding mental health? I, I literally would get anxiety when I you know. started talking about I it. I still feel some of that, and if I, I could be totally honest. And I would, like, I would, I would steamroll yeah. you trying to stop you from doing it. And now we're both, you know... Just speaking out, screaming about it from the rooftops. Well, I listen, my depression index today, it still fills me with some anxiety and vulnerability because I am expressing something that is it's along the lines of dolphin sex. But also what so, I want uh, to awesome. Right. You're awesome. Uh-uh. But also what I would like to discuss very quickly and then we will move on because this could have something to do with the show changing very dramatically. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the notes from this unnamed producer that we got. Okay. And, and I don't want to get into too much specifics. We probably spent too much time here already, but give me the the, the short and the curlies of those uh, those notes. Well, and I'm, you kind of put me on the spot. I'm doing this off of memory. And, and I, I also only, said short and curly. You so. did. And I only read through them once because reading criticisms of myself makes makes my butthole pucker sure, up. It's, sure. it's I, very tight. I just erased it and just counted on you and Podcast <laughs> Mommy to fill me in. I think one of the things that he said that really, and we've talked about this, really resonated with me is we could talk less about ourselves and more about uh, more uh, worldwide things that people would be interested in hearing about. You and I are not celebrities yet, so nobody is coming uh, to listen to the show to hear about you know what we had for breakfast or you know what oatmeal with bananas, what weight you lifted at the gym. Oh, so know? much! <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the oatmeal and bananas. Sure, and and I agree with that. And I don't. Pr- and I, I man, we're so bogged down in this, but it is very interesting to me. And if you're listening to this, maybe to you too. I don't see us as being celebrities. I don't see people as looking at us as anything huge or as influencers. Mm -hmm. What I do see, and I would be really afraid of the show losing, is what you and I are going through, which I think that we are better than most at putting into words. People could find some sort of that in themselves. It's not that we're famous. It's not that we are anything different. What I think makes our stories interesting is that we're just like you. Maybe we're going through some stuff and we're talking about it openly that you haven't even considered, or maybe you have considered and you could see yourself in that situation. Well, I think that it's a balance. We're finding balance right. between the two things where I think we could talk about more, as I said, worldwide stuff, things that people would be interested in hearing about, and then giving our perspective from our position and what we've gone through. And I think a mix of those two things, because right now, so often what we'll do is tell a personal story from our own lives and then give our perspective on that personal story. I think if we mix and match our perspective on this worldwide event, I think that's the the sweet spot for the audience. I think that that's true, but I also do believe, and, and I'm moving on now. I know I've said that already, yeah, but yeah, I'm actually yeah, we, doing we gotta it. Move on. I, I, I do agree with you, but I also believe like when I go to see a stand-up comedian, I don't want to hear him talk about Yasef Arafat. There's no chance I got that right. But but I, you're going to see that comedian because he's famous and because you like what that's he's... That's true. I could just go to a comedy cellar or a, the Ha Ha Club. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I love the name of stand-up comedy bars. Yeah, They're always just fantastic. Some of them are terrible. Yeah, the Ha Ha Club. <laughs> uh, but, but I don't know you from Adam, mm-hmm. but you're telling stories up there that I... What makes me laugh is this has happened to me too. And I think that we have some element of that. We'll figure it out. And when we do, it'll make us happy. Blah, blah, blah. And it'll be better than what we just did. There's no chance it could be worse. (laughs) Depression index.
No one what cares. The depression you don't index know what is is a machine that I crank. It's all about me, and it'll always be all about me. And I don't know anything else. We talk about mental health. Tyler, how is your mental health this week, my bruv? Pretty good, right? It's been up and down. I um, it does sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been. <laughs> What uh, I got called out for at the very beginning of this show, or first inception, where every time I would come on Depression Index, I'm like, been up and down, been okay, <laughs> not so good, not so bad. Uh, but this week, I truly feel that way. It has been a very learning week for me. I'm trying to do better with my alcohol consumption. It's like, like uh, trying to get it up. Or? I'm really trying to up these numbers. They're rookie <laughs> numbers. Um, How many pints? <laughs> no, it's, it's just, it's so ingrained in our society where, hey, we're going to go do something. No matter what it is, we're going to go to an event. We're going to go to dinner. We're just going to hang out and bullshit. There is always alcohol involved in the scenario. Yep. And so I've really been trying to set the intention and really work hard to not quit drinking. I don't want to go to an absolute, but not have to go out and get shit faced every time I, I go out and drink. You went out last night. How'd that go? It went really well. I, I got to my friend's house. I had a drink before we went out. We went to the, the restaurant. We had what's called hot pot, which I've never had before. Everybody has their own. Yep, yep. Everybody has their own boiling broth. I had mushroom. It was delicious. And then you order your own ingredients. We had lamb. We had ribeye. We had a seafood platter that comes out raw. And then you add it to the broth sure. and it cooks. And now I'm was, a fucking cook. I got to put this on my tax return. <laughs> it was fantastic. I had a great experience. We went back to the house. That place is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, I've never been to that place, but it's like a melting pot, sure. which I think people would be and aware of. And it's a very communal experience. Yeah. You're you're actually engaged in the dinner. Because you put food in front of me, I shut the hell up and focus on my meal. With this, it's very communal. You're talking about what everything is because I don't know what the hell I'm grabbing. And it certainly sets a pace for your food. You can't just shovel it in. You got to spend three minutes a bite. That's very true. Yeah. And, and uh, the very beginning is kind of depressing because now I'm just sitting here staring, staring at this at it. boiling liquid just going, I want to eat that, but I can't. I <laughs> I'm going to take that. a sip. I'm going to fucking take a sip right now. I just can't. Uh, and then we went back to my friend's house. I had two glasses of wine. Oh, excuse me. I had a little sake at, uh, at dinner. Love. Love sake. Love sake. Yeah. And then had a couple glasses of wine at my dinner. And this was over the course of like three or four hours yeah, the entire you, you night. You got home pretty early last night, yeah, all things yeah. considered. It came home and went to sleep and it was a great experience. Great. And it was very much uh, back in, not back in the day, like literally last week. Yeah, sure. I, I would have gone, gone back to the friend's house and I would have gotten drunk. I assumed you weren't coming home last night. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I got home last night, went to sleep. And it was a good experience. Earlier on in this week, I had a very, uh, a very... Oh, what's the word? A, a, a crash test dummies experience with a head-on collision with a wall that was my own insecurities. And man, was it such a learning and growing experience. And, what happened? And it was it was just an experience where I came up. Um, I was just kidding. I came up face. That's okay. I know I, what happened. I came up face to face with my feelings of inadequacy. Sure. These feelings of you're not good enough. You're never going to find love. You're never going to find a, a happiness in your life. And you're I, not worth it. I exactly. Yeah. And I I realized and and I and maybe a trigger warning for people out there. When it gets bad enough for me, I turn to violence on myself where I really want to hurt myself. Wow. It, it got so bad, the pressure became so insurmountable. I wanted, I had intrusive thoughts. I had some really dark, terrible, intrusive thoughts come in 
And in those moments, and I was just trying to work myself through it, in those moments, you have to invite those things in. And I know that sounds very strange, but instead of pushing them away, instead of repressing them, instead of pushing them down, let them come up and just be like, hey man, come on in, you're welcome, I love you. And, uh, and don't I, let them too far in. I, I got no. You gotta, you got, you gotta let them in all the way, as if, as if they are your, your compatriot, your best friend, and love them. It's not something that you're trying to get rid of. You're not trying to block it because that's where the problems begin. Yeah, just don't follow through on the behavior Please. that those, those uh, thoughts are trying to get you to Please. do. But welcome the thoughts themselves in, and just acknowledge them for what they are. And so I did it, and it was a, it was a tough, tough situation. Um, so I'm gonna say this week with all that I've learned and all that I've gone through and I'm feeling much better. That's great, Tyler. I'm gonna say I'm at a neutral single. Spin One, that wheel, two, Tyler. three, four, five. Well, I believe- That's five in Spanish. That I, <laughs> if I, I, there's, I hope that we don't leave that in, but what just came out of my throat <laughs> was about the size of a blood orange. I know they say better out than in, but not in no, this case. No, 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 Back down, back down. <laughs> Repress that right now. I believe that I speak for the rest of the Haitian army, but I know I speak for myself, which is awesome, Tyler. I appreciate you putting yourself out there for, yeah. for us. I appreciate you being vulnerable and we genuinely love you and hope for the best. And I, for me personally, not as a podcast form, if there's anything that I could do, please let me know. Would you punch me in the face, please? I'm your life partner, and yes, I will. <laughs> Get up! Tyler, what you just said is exactly my theme of the week. I talk so much about going to the gym because I'm an empty person and it's all that I have. Also, Jesus. Yes, yes. Don't he, talk about yourself like that. He already that. knows. Even for shtick. He already knows. Oh, no, you're, you're worth every penny, man. Thank you very much. At least two of them. Uh, the, the idea is I go to the gym. Gym, I think for a lot of people, is a place where insecurities run abound. It can be scary. It can be scary. Yeah. And also, it's just, especially down here, you're dealing with the most beautiful people in the world. And it can, it can trigger all sorts of things at any time. What I have been doing, and, and dude, I, I'm gonna go ahead and just hit this quickly. I don't know how that's gonna work with the depression index music, mm -hmm. but exactly what you just said, what I have been playing around with this week, when I have these intrusive thoughts, when I have, I experience the exactly what you just described, but probably in a different way than you do, of not being good enough, of I will never have this, or I will never have that, or whatever, I am trying to think of how the opposite would feel. Now, this is what I mean. I'm, I have this all written down, but I'm gonna try to just wing it here because I wanna be genuine. I wanna say what I actually think. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I, I've grown up just wanting to be cool. I've always wanted to be cool. I want this person to think I'm cool, whatever that means to me at that exact moment. What I've been playing around with this week, and I've already hit the kook alert, so I hope it's fine. Where I have been thinking in a moment, I hope, this person finds out what a weirdo I am. Mm -hmm. I hope this person picks up on what a, uh, on how strange I am. What does it feel like in my, what would it feel like in my body if the worst thing that I can picture at this moment were to happen? And what I have found from that genuinely, and I know that I'm a kook, is it's never as bad as you would think. Like, let's say, uh, oh, I like, I, I have a crush on this person. What would happen if they just totally blew me off? What if the worst case scenario happened? and trying to feel that, 
what would that, it, you know, what what would it feel like to experience my worst case scenario? What do you think about that? Well, it's like a vaccine for for emotional thought where you're introducing this issue into your body without actually experiencing the issue itself to kind of give yourself a a taste of it. The antibodies. To, to protect yourself from it later. Well, or, well or not even protect yourself. Quite the opposite, because yeah. you're protecting yourself what would happen if I were to lose this person? I wouldn't die. I would still exist. Life would be tough for a little bit. And then, I, you know, you actually, uh, and again, I'm feeling super vulnerable. I don't know if you guys get, I, I get like waist deep in some of these topics and then I want to pull back. You because already I feel, hit the kook alert, dude. I know, I know. Well, just in case, That's gay. just so you guys know that we already know. Double safe. The idea is I'm giving myself a taste of the feelings that I've been avoiding my whole life. And spoiler alert, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Truly what the worst part is, is me trying to avoid it. So what I will say is this week, I am at a... I've dealt with some adversity this week too. I have learned some things this week too. And I'm feeling really good about where I'm at, where we're at, and where the show is at. So this week, I am at a three, baby. One, yeah. two, three. And I genuinely love being in here. I love this show is becoming more fun for me. What we're doing is becoming more fun for me. It may change in the in the future, but I really, I really like doing this and I really like doing it with you, Tyler. Absolutely. And just to uh Dismount off of what you said. Doing it with you. Remember that the pain that you are feeling because of the situation that you keep thinking of is not because of the situation, but because of your resistance to the situation. Where you're saying, I I hope that people out there have even the smallest monicum of understanding of what we're talking because it's so powerful. Mm. It's so powerful where you're like, I will not allow this person to think that I'm not cool. Yep. And it is your body actually locks up. There's a physical manifestation to it as opposed to what would it be like if they found out how much of a dork I am? Yeah, or that, yeah, or not, that a, not a big deal. Or that I just poop my pants right now. <laughs> Wait, you know? I think they know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Why is everybody <laughs> looking at me? Tyler, we need to get away from this smell. Uh -huh. So I'm going to ask that you get in to my submersible. No. What? No. What's the problem? No. You know what happened with the last submarine that went down? We're not doing this. You're talking about the Beatles? You cut corners. Listen. You cut corners like that billionaire. It's made out of Kevlar. Every If it could stop a bullet, it could stop an ocean, Tyler. We are going. I can't necessarily argue that. Straight to the BBC, Tyler. Go on. <laughs> we are going to Marriott, England. Okay. Where... I said a couple of shows ago that there is one person in my life that I would say is a role model to me that I don't know. Speaking of Dan Lebetard, I may have been wrong because there is somebody else that I have thought of, not to the same degree because with Dan Lebetard, he does a podcast, which you listen to three hours a day. This guy is in your head. Mm. Like, I feel like I really know this person, but another one for me, somebody who I've connected with, somebody who I think I see eye to eye on a lot of things and has taught me a lot is... Russell Brand. Yeah. And his book, Revolution, huge for me. Love the book. Mm -hmm. I feel like we share a lot of things in common, not all things. Um, and some pretty scary things have come out about him recently. What do you know about that? 
Yeah, there, it was reported, I believe it's three women have come out and, and said that over the years... So far, these things multiply. Yeah, yeah. yeah over the years, he they have entered into relationships with him, uh, you know, uh, sexual relationships, and he was abusive. And I believe it was said that one of the girls, if I have this correct, was underage when he was... Um, 16 years old. He, she was 16. He was, I believe, in his uh, 20s or 30s. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty heinous stuff. And it really goes to show that just because somebody may or may not be, and there's a general statement, may or not be, may or may not be a bad person, they can still have life advice and things that you can learn from them that help you grow and be a better person, even if they themselves might be a bad one. Well, it's so interesting because Russell Brand, um, famous comedian, author, actor, actor. Um, he's now kind of in his own space becoming, or at least was on his way to becoming almost like a spiritual advisor, mm. anti-media, you know, all these kind of things, stuff that I really took stock in. What I find to be interesting is this, and, and here's how it relates to me. I feel like I have accrued a lot of wisdom by doing a lot of things wrong in my life. Now, obviously, it does not give you the okay for statutory rape. It does not give you the okay for doing things against somebody's will in a romantic sense. But sometimes bad people, you know, people in prison go on to become preachers. You know what I mean? You got to taste a little bit of the evil to understand that you want to be good. Mm -hmm. But I don't know where that leaves us. Also, in the last thing that I'll throw in here, he is very counterculture when it comes to big pharma and big media and all that stuff. And he is now saying, hey, people are trying to silence me while categorically denying everything. Yeah. How do we know what's right and what's wrong? Well, we have to figure out what the what the facts are, and that's what investigations are for. That's what interviews are for. That's what uh, there's apparently text messages between these parties that show the abusive behavior. So the evidence and the facts need to come out. That hurts but I, me. But I think what you're what you're um, what you're speaking about are two totally different situations, two different conversations. Excuse me. Where on one hand, in our own personal lives. My belief is no matter what the crime is, no matter what the transgression is, each of us should do our best to practice forgiveness. However, if you have committed a crime, there needs to be consequences. That is what living in a civilization, in a society, those are the rules. Yeah. So we can forgive him while also saying, if you have done these things that are wrong, we all agree, statutory rape is wrong. Well, you... I'm just kidding. That's just, Tyler, that's a joke. Damn, dude. It, now's not the time that for that. That was not sure, the time. Sure. Softball it in a little bit totally next time. That was totally off Jeez. brand. Uh, <laughs> all right, you saved it. I'm back. <laughs> uh, there needs to be consequences for your actions. It's, sure. as, it's as simple as that. While we can also practice forgiveness. Both of those things can exist simultaneously, and they should in my belief. And you can be an imperfect person while having good information, not unlike what you said. And it also harkens back to another thing that hurt me and I don't, I don't want to report on this because I'm not doing any sort of gotcha because it's somebody that I really like. Another one of our favorite podcasts, last podcast on the left, one of our, see, you feel more about this guy that, 
than you do Russell Brand. It, oh, by by and far away, not even close. Read it, that book, Revolution, bro. It's a big. It's, I, I have read it, oh, and it okay. was and oh. it was amazing, and yeah. it had great information. I don't have the connection to Russell Brand sure. that I do with Ben Kissel from last podcast on the left. When I hearing about the situation with Ben Kissel, it genuinely hurt my heart. Like I I I genuinely love. These three guys who host this podcast, and this guy is my favorite of the three. Well, tell people what we're talking about real quick. It's a podcast. It's called Last Podcast on the Left, where they talk about Don't listen to it. serial killers, UFOs, you know, Bigfoot, all these kind of things. And it's three guys, Ben, Henry, and Marcus, and they are all just fantastic on the podcast, but, but Ben has been my favorite over the years, and it, and it just came to light recently that he... Uh, was in an abusive situation with his girlfriend. Did you look this up after we spoke about I, it? I went to the uh, the last podcast on the left uh, Reddit where they had an entire page. Jucifer, Jucifer was telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, all, all the details of what had happened. And, and it's not great. And now he's not. If it's true. No, uh, agreed. Uh, agreed. Innocent until proven guilty. But all... All um, uh, accusers. accusers need to be taken seriously. Agreed. Agreed. So we're in this. We're in this. Unless group. it's somebody that I really, really like. <laughs> <laughs> then you know that bitch is lying. Oh my god! Yeah. So they all need to be taken seriously. But you're right. Until the facts come to sure. light, then then we don't know what has happened. Well, because this whole thing again, I stand with you. I stand with accusers, and let's give them credit until the credit is taken away. And there's not a lot of people. Um, and I think I have this right. I haven't looked it up. Uh, statistically speaking, there's very few false accusers in the grand scheme of things. But just like with me too, there are different levels of this stuff. So you got Aziz Ansari getting lumped in with, uh, what's his name? With the gangrene dick. <laughs> uh, Weinstein. Henry, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. That's right. And and it's not fair. Now listen, we've all made mistakes. You go back into my past. I've made mistakes in my in my life, but you can't throw me in there with rapists. For you know sure. what I mean? We all have shameful behavior in our lives. Right. If you live long enough, you've done something shameful. You're exactly right. Yeah. But um so these things do need to be figured out before we move forward. But it is really, really tough. That line is becoming more and more blurred and people are being held accountable, you know? For sure. And there has never been more evidence with the way that technology is working now. Now there is videos, there's text, there's recorded phone sure. calls. There's yeah. all these different levels of, of evidence, which is making it easier for people to get justice on this behavior that was done to them. Absolutely. And if you're going to send any sort of a threatening kind of message, go carrier pigeon. Even fax machines Ooh, have been compromised. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tyler. Just send the page with all the evidence shredded already. Yeah. You don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> I dare you to put that together. All right, Tyler, we got to we gotta take a break here. And yes. what I want to start doing is people have been clamoring for some of our classic information. So I want to ride out into the break while playing this TGYH classic. Hmm. So, I had a really good time with you tonight. I had a really good time with you, too. Yeah? You want to take this party upstairs and, you know... And what? I don't know. You can come inside if you'd like. Your house? I mean, I'm sure you could use your imagination. Do you, do you have anything to drink in there? I mean, I see a tall glass of water right in front of me. <laughs> uh, yes, I actually would like to come inside. <laughs> Tiger King, come and pet this kitty. Wow. Wait a minute. Have you ever been caught between a rock and you're not hard at her place? 
you got to try Instarection. Are you tired of those powders and potions to keep your wiener hard? Are you not keeping your soldier at full attention these days? You should feel shame and embarrassment, but not anymore. With our brand new patented technology, you can stay as hard as you want for as long as you want, but only one time. With our new innovative design using pieces from the sprinkler section of Home Depot, Instarection is a once in a lifetime treatment. Thanks, Instarection. Let's try this out. Wait, let's look at these directions here. Okay, so I slide this into... No! No! God, no! Wait, hold on. Are you okay in there? Just a minute! Oh, no! No! We did attempt clinical studies. No. It was a flop and nobody came. No. Insurrection. No. Go out with a bang. Side effects may include but are not limited to dry mouth, fatigue, sweaty palms, severe blisters and peeling skin, drop foot, pussy discharge, hangnails, shooting pain, explosive diarrhea, screaming urethra, limb expulsion, unusual urges for sex and gambling, gravy brain, loss of smell, and taste, and touch, DUI, calcinosis cutis, a shitload of schmegma, night terrors during the day, excessive swelling, of the taint, sudden death, and scurvy death. You know, I'm just gonna go to bed. I have a really early morning. Okay, thank you, Instarection! Hey everyone, if you're anything like us, you struggle with depression, anxiety, isolation, or any number of things that hold you back in life. Or, do you procrastinate a little too much? Maybe you've had trouble with self-control or even just going through a tough time. Regardless of whatever it is you're going through, therapy can help. For me, Ryan, it's completely changed the way I deal with my problems. Even the relationship with my own thoughts have improved dramatically. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is so important to us because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you up to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash those guys or click on the link in the show's description. Clicking on that link not only supports us, but supports you. And we want to support you too by giving you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to connect with a therapist and see if it helps you. Finding the right therapist is so important. Someone that you really connect with. And BetterHelp has made that easier than ever. Switching therapists until you find the right one without having to worry about insurance or any additional fees. You know, Tyler, when I first had my son, I felt so many emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Therapy really helped me figure out what was going on. Well, that is betterhelp.com slash those guys. Help the show by supporting the people that help us. Those guys. Okay, I think that somebody is breaking into my house and putting pubic hair into my bar of soap. True crime? Is that true crime? Why would anyone do that? I, I don't get it. You hate. I'm looking at these hairs and I'm like, I don't know these hairs. True crime. That's that is definitely not, true crime. That is not true crime. Whatever, you don't know what true crime is. Those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys. And we're back. Red. And we're back. Circle. 
You know what I want to talk about very quickly, Tyler, that I found to be really interesting just in our personal lives? You told me something that just stuck out to me all week is that you, and you'll have to give the backstory on this, mm-hmm. unfollowed David Sampson. Can you just, I, I just found that to be really, really interesting. Can you kind of give people an idea of what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, it was my own personal form of protest. David Sampson, uh, once the president of the Florida Marlins, the baseball team down here, he has since uh, started a podcast and has joined the network that we listen to, the podcast network that we listen to all the time, the Lebetard and Friends uh, podcasts. And I've always had respect for him. He's a very intelligent person. He He's very um, respectful when it comes to talking to people of different uh, opinions uh, where he lets them speak. He doesn't yell at them. Yeah, he doesn't true. do any of that stuff. He, I think that his attack plan is to remain as calm as possible no matter what, even if he is frustrated. Which I respect. I do too. I really respect that. I wish everybody would do that. Absolutely. Be able to, let's, no matter how upset I get at your words. Yes, I just said that, Tyler. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) You need to listen to David Samson. Uh, and, and there was a very, I can't remember the, the the millionaire's name, but there was a very famous photo that spread across the internet like wildfire. This multi-multi-millionaire hedge fund, or maybe he's a billionaire. I don't very know. famous video. Very famous video. Right. And he was caught uh, saying to a crowd of people. Well, not caught. He was openly saying Yeah, it. forgive me. Yeah. I, sh- I feel like it's a crime that he committed and he was caught doing it. He sh- it should be, yeah. but it's, it's, it's freedom to do such and things. He, and he gave a, a speech about how uh, basically uh, he, he believed that in order to fear monger the labor force across the world to be afraid of employers of these C-suite executives, he would like to see um, um, unemployment raise across the world to 40 or 50%, which would mean half of the families on earth would become destitute. Well, so that we learn our place. Exactly. Sure. And, us, and us maggots know where to crawl. Exactly. And so it was the video, the recording of this man saying this was played on the Levitard show for David Sampson. And the very first word that this man uttered after the recording ended was amen. And this triggered, I, I heard the same thing. Now, you and I look at the world differently. Would you say that that's fi- Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, of course. For me, I heard all of that, and my response to it was, number one, I didn't give it a whole lot of thought, and number two, of course, of course this person thinks that way. I, mm. I am not shocked by any of this information. Do you mean the billionaire who said it, or do you mean David Samson for saying amen? Yes. Okay. Yes. None, okay. Of it, none of it shocked me, and maybe that says something bad about me, that I have no. such a bleak view of the world. No, not bad. Maybe more realistic. And the idea that it triggered some... Now, I was not subscribed to his podcast. I like him a lot. I think he's a great addition to the show, but also, I don't want to listen to that robot talk. For, yeah. for did, did you listen to the podcast before all this? Did you did you flip it on? You mean David Sampson's? Yeah. No. No, no, I, I don't... The, you subscribe just to help. To help. I oh, always that's, subscribe. That's, that's very sweet. Mina Kimes, Dominic Foxworth. I love these people. I don't listen to their podcast, but I want to subscribe just to support them oh, in really any nice. way I can. So you yeah. know why I wouldn't do that is because I listen to more podcasts than you, and I just don't want it cluttering up my menu. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to look at this shit. I want to support you, but I like organization. Not like that. <laughs> I mean, is there something else I can do? I'll send, burn a building down for send you. Send a check. Or, so you... So this guy said, amen, to what I think we can all agree is a rat bastard take on the world. Worldwide terrorism point of view. As long as it benefits him. Yep. And you had this guttural, you know, natural thing of, hey, 
I'm not going to write any outrage letters. I'm not going to drive down to the station, which probably doesn't exist anymore. I am going to do my own form of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Protest. Protest. Yeah. Bang. Not helping you out anymore. And I just, I, I really love that that's part of your thought process. And I, I think that's very interesting just on how the world works. We our way of punishing you is by taking away our attention. Yeah, I mean, that's all we have to give. And and it's it's money is at the end of the day, you get less money by how attention many subscribers you have. That's it. That's exactly right. And, and I am not ashamed to say that after he said this, because this is somebody, as I said, I genuinely respect it. This is somebody that I genuinely- So you no longer respect him. I no, I no longer have respect for him, wow. no. And after he said that Super on Super interesting. Then, I was, not, I, not even irate, I was- apoplectic. I was what does so, that mean? so filled with fury over this person. It felt like I had just been betrayed by a friend, like somebody you had known for years. And then all of a sudden they say, obviously this is a different situation, but in this regard, they say some of the most heinous racist shit you've ever heard. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, where did that come from? Like all your buddies thinking I was a Trump supporter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. And so it's this, this side. And maybe it's on me for being so naive that this caught me off guard. But for him to say amen to this truly despicable uh, viewpoint, it really it really upset me. Yeah. And, it really and, upset me. And I think that that's awesome that you, uh, you think about the world that way. I think we could all kind of hurts use, my heart sure <laughs> all right we got a little bit more and then we're gonna get your well here i'm gonna tell you just the quickest grossest welcome to miami ever and then we'll do your gbi all right this is a segment where everybody wants to be part of miami international city as hot of a city which is a weird sentence but also true <laughs> as there is figuratively and literally and we're telling you why it's not that great this week, so you don't come here. I saw a guy shoot a snot rocket inside. Oh, <laughs> that is real. Oh. Yeah, the Banana Republic that Miami has always been filled with beautiful people that are despicable has sunk. Or if I could unsubscribe to a city, I would do it. Snot rocket, which is where you put one finger over one nostril and then blow out so that something shoots out of your nose, not unlike a rocket. Inside, may I ask where you were? I was at the gym. I'm always at the gym. It's the only place I go. Oh, I, I didn't want to say it because I know I'm just hitting the same note. No, no, that's okay. It's I need not rocket inside. I need you to paint a picture. I uh, in this picture is green. May I? May I tell you a story like uh, like that of my own? Please. Uh, I was uh, I was a waiter at a uh, ale house down here. It's a bar which is very accessible and terrible. But, but by accessible, I mean terrible. Awful, awful place. Don't it, go there. And it was during a time when they were offering five dollar pitchers, so it brought in just the the, the, the worst people. five dollar captain doubles. Worst people. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was I was taking care of this large party, and the guy was being so nice. He was the the host of the party, and and he could not have been better. And he's like, "Hey, send your manager over here. I want to compliment you." And my manager comes back, and he's like, "The moment I walked up to the table, he spit on the ground like he was outside, and then turned around and complimented you." And I was like. I'm feeling like the spit inside really de detracted from the compliment. And he's now like, you're fired. And he's like, yeah, yeah, kind of. And I was like, fuck. If this is the person that you have complimenting you, then we don't want you working at our establishment. It's all we have in here, boss. I'm just going to say this. Alehouse, I feel like that's your constituency. I, unless you want to advertise on this show. I mean, I, yeah. I'm going to keep taking shots at it was, you. It was terrible. Snot rocket inside Miami. Wild, beautiful, awful, great. 
Come on down. That is welcome to Miami. Knock it off, Miami. It's just so unnecessary. Don't even snot rocket outside in front of people. If you want to snot rocket, that's fine. We all have human bodies. But don't do it in front of people. It's like picking your nose. Just it's not a public thing. Don't gatekeep snot rocketing. Well, I'm saying this. Even blowing I'm your, obviously joking. I, I, I that just, shit's gross as hell. I was just going to blow right by it, no pun intended. Same thing with blowing your nose. Do it in the bathroom. It's a personal thing. I'm not saying don't blow your nose, it's necessary. Don't do it in public. It's private. Don't expel any sort of liquids from your body in public. Well, I would say anything that is a conscious decision on your part. Obviously, coughing and sneezing, not Take a decision. Take that shit to the bathroom. <laughs> not, not a decision. Plan it, them out. It happens right there. Of course. But blowing your nose. Uh, farting. Picking your nose. Farting. Uh, digging stuff out of your ear. <laughs> all fun times, but don't do it in public. <laughs> Yeah, pick your nose in your car where everybody can see you, but you forget about that for some reason. Like, windows, like a baby. normal person. <laughs> Tyler, GBI me. Nice. Oh, yeah, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is GBI, baby. Good, bad, and the interesting. I've actually had some feedback recently about how maybe we should change up GBI because it's the most robotic thing that we do. In terms of what? Just in terms of everything is off the cuff and we get into it and all this. With this one, it kind of, what I've been told, it kind of stops the show and it's like the most formulated thing that we do. Well, but this is what I'm worried about. This, when you guys say, and, and now we won't dive back into this again, when you guys podcast mommy, this... Rat bastard producer, just kidding, I love you, <laughs> say these things. That's what I'm worried about is like, okay, we're going to now do this cookie cutter thing. I like that this is a little bit different, but I, I do understand what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe we'll keep it the same and, you know, go fuck yourself, audience. <laughs> and you, producer. All right, let's jump right into our good story of the week. <laughs> That's the good. Oh my lord, dude, that is... I wasn't expecting it to be so loud or long. really <laughs> terrible. Well, Ryan, I feel like this is less of a good story that we talk about every once in a while and more like a story that just continues to unfold. Those kooks over in Oregon are pushing the boundary on psychedelic mushrooms once again with the very first psilocybin service center the very first license psilocybin service that's definitely got a ring to it it is america's first licensed psilocybin service center it is in eugene oregon and it is called epic healing eugene so the idea is it's legal to use uh psychotropic medicine as it were but they're using it for medical purposes for uh psychological purposes that's, that's what i said I yeah think. yeah but i don't want to give people the impression that this place is uh, there just so you could walk in and just get fucked up on mushrooms well, I said medicine oh i didn't hear you say that so yeah. my, my apologies yeah yeah it is a medical center well back in the day if i have this right in the 50s in the early 60s before timothy leary yes i always get that confused with dennis leary mm. um <laughs> two people 
psychotropic drugs were used for therapeutic reasons. Cary Grant right. was a huge believer in MDMA mm -hmm. and all these things that you're now seeing people use for people with who come back from war or have PTSD and they're finding some uses for this. Without a doubt, and it's coming back. It is finally making its way back because the medical field cannot turn a blind eye to the benefits of these chemicals any longer. No the, matter how much we try to get them no to. No matter how much. Very interesting, the idea that government says, hey, stop your research on this. Stop anything that, that, that has to do with progressing this issue forward. Look at the way that we're handling weed in this country. The over 70% over of Americans, this is across the board from Republicans to Democrats, from liberal, liberals to conservatives. It is across the board, a over 70% belief that weed should be legalized and made to be used recreationally by the people and the government goes, no, yeah. we hear your voice and we say nay to you, sir and madam. We watched Reefer Madness and there's a lot of things for us to be worried about. <laughs> well, in this place in Eugene, in the Epic Healing Eugene Center, there is no prescription and no referral needed. But proponents hope Oregon's legalization will spark a revolution countrywide and worldwide for mental health care. I'm a believer in this, as I'm sure you put together. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I, so many, and I think this is a generational uh, uh, belief because I think our, our parents specifically believe drugs are bad, de facto, there is no gray area. But wait a minute, what about the 60s and 70s that are known for their drug consumption? I think that's a bad reference because those people back then were just getting fucked up. Right now, we're talking about drugs used for medical purposes. But I'm sure, and forgive me for derailing you here, derailing. I'm sure hippies and all those people would say, no, I'm not doing this just to get fucked up. I'm doing this to tune in on the, on the world's consciousness. I'm doing this to access a level that I can't do without some sort of natural substance. For sure. But hippies definitely made a name for themselves. Obviously, we're talking about them in 2023, but no matter how big of a group they were, they were still by far the majority. So as that generation grew up, still the majority of that generation were people who looked down on people who use drugs. I think that's fair. So the, uh, the Oregon Psilocybin Services Center, charged with regulating the state's industry, has received hundreds of thousands of inquiries from all over the world the agency's manager has said. And she says, and I quote, so far, what we're hearing is that clients ha have had positive experiences. And now we're seeing this in Colorado. Their voters last year passed the measure allowing regulated use of magic mushrooms, which starts next year in 2024. And even California's legislature this month approved a measure that would allow possession and use of certain plant and mushroom-based psychedelics, including psilocybin and Me mescaline? Mescaline. <laughs> mescaline. This is where uh, you say nailed it. I'm gonna br I'm gonna we're gonna bleep this out. So many bleeps this show. With plans, my favorite, with plans for health officials to develop guidelines for therapeutic therapeutic use. So we are seeing states now take it upon themselves to enact measures that will um, provide these substances for the benefit of the population. So let me ask you this, and, and I'm, I'm throwing this in from left field here. Is there any sort of statistical data? Is there anything that we could turn to and say, hey, the country has gotten better or has gotten worse since we've introduced marijuana legally? I mean, and I guess that's an opinion. So, but, but 
the point that I'm making is this. The world has not burned down around us because we started smoking weed without people being thrown in jail for billions of dollars of, you know, the, mixing in somebody who got a quarter with murderers and then creating new problems. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. What what could be the real downturn of this? Well, I think if you were to ask certain people, it would be the end of society. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's a pro versus con situation. And while I'm sure there are cons because you can become addicted to oh, weed. Oh, there are cons, there, You could definitely become addicted to weed and things like that. Psychologically. The, the, psychologically. The pros are are so many. The, the taxes, that the money, the, the millions and millions of dollars that have been raised. The the uh, taking away this... Uh, huge lucrative product from drug lords. You are literally taking away funds from gangs and crime lords. I, I just, in my opinion, the pros significantly outweigh the cons. I agree with that. On to our really, really bad, Ryan. Why is the bad noise better than the good noise? It was an anxiety breath. But okay. Yeah, 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 I yeah, still yeah, take it yeah. every single time. I'm, I'm accustomed to that one. They were actually both terrible, to be honest with you. Well, you have the uh, Indiana Attorney General. Indiana, forefront on banning abortion. They do not like abortion okay. over there so at like, all. They're the opposite of Oregon. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. If these were, if this was psilocybin in Indiana, they'd be trying to get it just outright outlaw. Okay, good. Good, good for you, Indiana. Outright outlaws fun to say. <laughs> so Indiana Attorney General Todd Rokita. Nailed it. He has sued the hospital system over privacy of Ohio girl who traveled for abortion. So here's what happened. An Ohio girl, 10 years old, was raped. Good God. Became, became pregnant. Good God. Traveled to Indiana, because Ohio also, not a big fan of abortion. Yeah. Traveled to Indiana where it was still allowed at the time. 10-year-old abortion? 10-year-old abortion. Got an abortion from the doctor. Oi. Okay. Sure. So. That's terrible on every level. Yep. So what Mr. Rokita mm -hmm. has decided to do was first attack the 10-year-old girl and her family. And then. On what grounds? For having an abortion. Sure. Yeah, because because people like this gentleman here uh, believe that no matter what the situation, you should bring that baby to term. No matter how traumatic and terrible your life will be, fall well, it's going to be no matter what, but this is going to be a reminder of that time that you were just completely devastated. Every time you look into your child's face, you are seeing at least partially the man who raped you at 10 years old. Ouch. Then, after she got the abortion and he attacked her for having the abortion, he has since moved on to attacking the doctor that performed the abortion. So he has sued the state's largest hospital system, claiming it violated the patient privacy laws when the doctor publicly shared the story of the Ohio girl who traveled to Indiana for an abortion. So it makes them look bad, and now he is very upset that the rules that he is trying to enforce are being provided for the public, uh, for public knowledge. <sighs> what a tangled web we weave, Tyler. Wait, man, being a human is an awful experience. One out of 10 stars. It's do not recommend. <laughs> it's complicated. It's crazy, man. I'm not going back for a reshowing. I do not wish for an encore. The people who are, who are against 
I, I don't know. I don't want to give my own political beliefs here, but the idea of of all of this just makes my head swim. Man. I don't believe that po- that abortion is political. Abortion is a human rights issue. It should not be politicized. Although I am saying that while we live in an age where fucking everything is politicized. Everything. Sports is political, dude. Everything. Sure. So he has gone on. The lawsuit states neither the 10-year-old nor her mother gave the doctor authorization to speak on the media about their case. Rather than protecting the patient, the hospital chose to protect the doctor and itself. So he is saying that while I am attacking the family, how dare you discuss this situation? I hate to say it, but I stand with him. No, I'm just kidding. Give me this doctor. Give me this guy's name again. It is Todd Rokita. Todd Rokita. Is that fair? Yeah. Oh, I I fully stand behind it. Absolutely. So Indiana's medical licensing board has reprimanded uh, Bernard, the doctor who performed it in May, saying she didn't abide by the privacy laws but the, the uh, lawsuit was trying to get her doctor license um, revoked. Revoked. Thank you. So basically, the medical licensing board was going, okay, bad for bad job. Slap on the wrist. Now, go on, get out of here. Scat, you, you, you rascal. Yeah. You know, kind of as a, hey, we did something, but we're not giving in to your, right. your, you know, they your want, threats. They, they want pitchforks and torches. Exactly. Yeah. So good on you, medical licensing board, for not following through on that. Agreed. But this is the beginning, or should I say a, a following trend in the fight for abortion. And we are going to see these states become more and more and more divided until you are going to have outright bans on the most basic of of rights for humans while you have a state right next door, which is about as liberal as it gets, and you can go and do psilocybin while you're getting your abortion. Shit, bro, that shit was crazy. (laughs) I've never seen tongs that long. I don't know how they do all this. Tongs? You give them a little... little, I got it. I got it. (laughs) I got it. So it it is... We are going to see this division more and more and more. And I am interested in a very scared kind of way to see where this is going to go. I wonder if this is how it felt leading up to the Civil War in 17-odd six. I... I, Tyler, I've thought about that many times. On to our interesting, Ryan. Let's go. That's exciting. Okay. A Texas uh, Texas teacher has been fired after uh, assigning an illustrated Anne Frank book. Okay. Yeah. She was, Anne, um, Anne Frank famously, I was going to say a Holocaust survivor, but that's not true. Did not survive. No, she famously wrote- Famously Jewish. Anne Frank's- Diary. Diary. Uh, endured generation after generation, a, a, a real true historical figure, dare I say a hero. Yep. And if I may throw some bona fides out there, uh, going to uh, Anne Frank's house and seeing the house in the attic. In Amsterdam. Where she lived and where she hid in Amsterdam. It is a truly, um, it's it's an experience. For sure. It is an experience. I, I was crying throughout the entire thing. It is to even feel uh, the just the 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 atmosphere the energy of being in that place it was it was truly and, and god can we get some color in this house why is everything so bleak throw some yellows and some oranges in wait here. a minute wait a minute you think hitler was looking for color no i mean the, i mean them <laughs> i mean give them some paint give them some color how about a little accent wall this is ridiculous sure. what do you think about teal and turn that light off the soldiers are downstairs ah uh, too far now true story now the texas middle school teacher has been fired after assigning an unapproved illustrated version of Anne Frank's diary to her eighth grade reading class. 
Now, a spokesperson located south of Beaumont released a statement confirming the teacher was sent home on Wednesday after reading a passage from Anne Frank Diary, a gra the graphic adaptation in which Frank wrote about male and female genitalia. How dare you talk about this thing that everybody on earth has? Sure, sure. I don't want to hear about it. An investigation into the incident has since ensued. So if you want to know where your tax dollars are going, Texas, it's to the middle grade reading class. Well, we are now just in the middle of, we're waist deep in the idea of something that's been happening as long as humans have existed, where it is the people who are in charge want to decide what history is and what history is going to be reported on. We live here in Florida, where is the epicenter of what I'm describing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we're in a very, as you could tell from this G, from this B, and from this I, we're in a troubling time right now. We are. We're in a very, uh, a, a pinnacle of human uh, change, I would say, at least for, at the very least for this country. We have survived for hundreds of years, and now it seems like we're coming to a uh, a turning point. Sure. Fork, and fork in the road. It may turn down into hell, but, you know, we'll see what happens. See ya. You know? So Anne Frank, a Jewish teenager, as we alluded to, she journaled her experiences as she and her family hid for two years Without in a moving. in a fucking attic, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, during Nazi occupation of the Netherlands. Now her diary, her diary, which was published uh, two years after World War II ended in 1947, has been used in schools for decades. Sure. This isn't a new thing. As, as famous of a book as there is, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yes. And it's to educate students on the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't have students feeling uncomfortable, Ryan. No, no. Can't have them feeling uncomfortable. Well, history can be a bit murky, so I say we just get rid of it. <laughs> just get rid of history? Yeah. That's it. Let's well, start now. History begins now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, you just don't need to go back any further. You know what I mean? Let's just deal with what's happening now. History is so bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to read about this. Can we get an accent wall in here? <laughs> Now, while previous versions of Frank's diary omitted sections in which she wrote about sexuality, the 2008 graphic not 2018 graphic novel adapted by Ari Fullman and illustrated by David Polanski remains faithful to the original text. Fullman's parents are Holocaust survivors. Ah, oh, man. Um, troubling time. History is subjective. Facts are subjective. The people who are making the decisions don't seem to have our same, I mean, I guess I'm just speaking for you and me, our same morals in line. And it is, it's a, it's a murky, troubling time. I do notice how the people up at the, up at the tippy top of society mm -hmm. like to complain about people being, and this is a, this is a term that's been used for years now, snowflakes. But then the moment that they are made uncomfortable, we got to ban this shit. Yeah, for sure. What kind of hypocrisy is that? Well, and, and also the same kind of idea, and, and I don't mean for our politics to show here, but the people who believe so deeply in we want less government, we don't want to be told what to do. Also, you're not allowed to do this, 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 and that, mm -hmm. where they want to reach into your life and tell you what you can do. It's, uh, it's, it's again, I don't want to divulge my thoughts on this, but it is a, it's a scary time for sure. Hey. You keep government out of our homes and schools unless you make a decision for our homes and schools that right. I agree with. And bodies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, in charge of your womb. And that, Ryan, my room? And that, Ryan, is a kind of, you know, depressing it's GBI. Bleak, bleak yeah. baby. My womb room. 
Fantastic. Go to your womb. Tyler, great job this week as usual. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for being so honest. You got tell, it. Tell the people how they can get in touch with us. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com. And I'm going to start uh, naming this or try to remember naming this at the end of the show. 30 seconds after this main show ends. Yeah, there you go. Our pregame, which we do before the show, but put it on afterwards, begins. 30 seconds of silence, then a little pregame where Ryan and I just riff and we do our own thing. And when you go to those guys you hate, I, I'm, I'm trying to make this canon. It may just fall off, but feel free to go ahead. Snoop around. I don't know mm. if that's necessary or not, but I it's love part it. Of, do you? Okay. I, I we'll, love it. We'll do a better job getting it in there. Tyler, mm. what is the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is enable to learn how to be critical thinkers and, and think for ourselves we need to be made uncomfortable by information from the past and, and of the current times. Being uncomfortable isn't always a bad thing. Oh, if so very often, if it's, we, I truly believe this, in order to grow, you need to go through some type of strife or discomfort. Growing pains. Growing pains. You cannot grow as a human being while everything is hunky-dory and feels good. That's just not how growth works. 100% true. So in order to grow and, and, and become critical thinkers, as I said, we need to learn things that make us uncomfortable. But this is where my, my uh, conspiracy side comes out. They don't want us to be critical thinkers. Critical thinkers for the ruling class, the labor being critical thinkers, is bad, Ryan. That's why back during when slaves were owned... Uh, you know, I guess more openly than they are today. Slavery is still a big problem. Uh, when slaves were owned, they didn't allow them to read or write. They weren't allowed to learn. They tried to breed out intelligence. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So so learn. Be, guys, get out there and be made uncomfortable. Let your kids, within reason, of course, let your kids be made uncomfortable. Let them read Hiroshima. Let them read Anne Frank's diary. Let them read these accounts of these atrocities uh, throughout history so that they can realize what is totally wrong, and so we can make sure we don't make these same mistakes in the future. Well, and to tie it back in with something that you said earlier in the show, I believe that is a big reason why psychedelics were outlawed in the first place, because we don't want these people thinking outside of our system. Mm -hmm. And they're bringing it back, baby! Yeah, baby. Thank yeah. you, Oregon. Ryan, what is the moral of the story? McCorkle's not a real name, Tyler. McCorkle is not a real name. Uh-huh. That's, I'm not going to so, do that. So, that. so, so your moral of the story is name shaming sure. somebody. <laughs> Suck okay. my dick, McCorkle. <laughs> my my uh, moral of the story this week is all of these thoughts that we're constantly running away from, these thoughts that we have structured our lives around to avoid whether you're aware of it or not, give them a little taste test. Mm. Slip into them before they're even happening. Give it a shot. Uh, and like you're saying, Put yourself out of your own comfort zone mentally, and you might find out that it can do wonders for your life. It will. We're those guys you hate. Be kind, or we'll kill you. Talking to you, McCorkle. It's going to be a good one today, Tyler. Yeah, red, red circle. It's, I can feel it in so, my red circle. So Ryan and I, before these mics went on, we're talking about our festival days and the sure. type of music that we liked and now what it has evolved to. 
And then we got to a really funny story of this person that we knew. Now, now here's who my question. Who handled festivals poorly. Well, <laughs> we, I don't want to say poorly, but definitely unlike anybody I've ever been to a festival with. It's the first person I've ever met that got angrier as they got more rollier. <laughs> <laughs> Rolly poly. Now, this was her. This had nothing to do with us. We were the designated drivers while we were there. We were there for 14 hours, and we were bone sober. I mean, we walked and Ubered everywhere. We weren't driving anywhere. Bone sober, <laughs> sure. Tyler. I, sure, I, buddy. This is the thing, sure. is that I plan on running for president one day, and I don't want any of this to come back and bite me. So I, I would love to know what your policies are going to be. You, me, bone sober, hanging out with this girl that's rolling, okay? Mm -hmm. And now... What are people normally like when they're rolling? Rolling is ecstasy, MDMA. It's very popular in festival settings. It's very popular with the techno music, with the beep, 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 and the whoop, whoop. Well said. I almost went to Bill Cosby there. Well said. Yeah. I always go to Bill Cosby for some reason. Well, he's where they get the good shit. It is a, um, it's a, a, a feel good drug from what I understand. It's it's as, as if every cell in your body is having an orgasm simultaneously right, right. from what I hear. And not even completely sexual. You're just in a, I've read essays on this. I've read medical documentation. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, it's just a, a feeling of euphoria. Your brain exactly. opens up those floodgates of all those chemicals that it, it generates, at least in my case, is very stingy with in, in, in other circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You need something to go in there with a chemical crowbar and sure. really, really jimmy that thing open. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me wonder, is that the only time that I'm living? But this is, so this woman, we went with her. She's roly, as you put it, in your scientific mm. way. I'm writing you, a thesis on it. incredible. <laughs> you are going to graduate from Columbia at any time. And she... Almost got into a fist fight, which I have never seen. This is somebody I was dating at the time, and she almost got into a fist fight with somebody else I'm assuming was on drugs, and uh -huh. I'm just looking at it like, does this happen? What is happening right now? Well, and it wasn't just that. That was situational, but it wasn't just situational. She progressively got more and more aggressive yeah. as the night went on, yeah. which is... Because she's not an aggressive person at all. At all. Nah. And from my very limited experience from just being around people who have done it, I haven't done it myself, but being around people who have <laughs> done keep it... keep saying that. Uh, she went the other way. Yeah. Usually... People can get bumped into or pushed or anything like that. And when they're on that stuff, they'll be like, hey, man, it's fine. Her, you accidentally bumped her in line. And she's like, what the fuck, bitch? Where the hell did you get brass <laughs> knuckles from? Here's what I think is interesting about festivals. And I genuinely mean this. We're having a little fun here. But well, all of it is true. But yeah. this I genuinely mean. So festivals, uh, tech techno, electronic music festivals, everybody looks at that as kind of the new school hippie where mm -hmm. you guys are all on drugs. You guys are weirdos. This is a counterculture. This is a different society. Yeah, modern day hippies. In my experience with festivals, all those people are on drugs, not you and me. It is possibly the kindest place that you could ever imagine to go. Quite the opposite of the way that I, not that people paint it as being, you know, everybody's on drugs. Everybody's crazy mm -hmm. over there. You literally, at least here in Miami, are not going to find a place where people are more willing to help you. Oh, you need a lighter? Oh, hold, let me ask every friend that I'm with. Yeah. All these people, it's such a community. And I think people on the outside don't understand how beautiful that is. It's so weird that something that's so counterculture feels like more culture than regular life. 
Absolutely. It's, and I think we're, I think the problem is I'll do drugs. Everyone. I think the problem is now you're onto something. <laughs> yes, I am. The, Rolls. The, issue, the issue is, is that we are, we're not, um, uh, we're biased here in Miami because I, I understand it's a cliche thing to say down here in Miami, people are assholes, but you really don't uh, have, uh, wait, hold on. This, this should help. Go ahead. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> People down here are rude. They, they can be very rude. They're selfish. Very rude. They can be aggressive. The, the ego down here is so large. It's an insecure ego. A, a very insecure yeah. ego, which I think all egos are I was just about to ask. Are insecure. Is that true? Can you if, have a... If you have an ego... Well, there is healthy ego, so so not all. We okay. shouldn't be absolute about right. it. Right. But in, if ego comes up in a negative way, that is insecurity. Yeah. I can say that matter-of-factly. That's very and, interesting. And those, and those festivals, those moments where people are willing to help you, like you just said gives us an an insight into how many other places in the world are. Maybe to that, that extent, where people's pupils are so dilated you can see their brain. Right. <laughs> Here, you have some dirt on your neck. Let me lick it off for you. Okay, stranger. <laughs> but but it, it does give us insight into places uh, that are outside of Miami, because a lot of places are like that. So my question is this, because we this is a trope on this show very often. And speaking of Welcome to Miami, I later on in the show, or earlier on in the show, depending upon how you're listening mm-hmm, to this, mm-hmm. have the grossest Welcome to Miami you've ever heard. Can't wait. But, so people in Iowa listen to this, and they're like, yeah, we don't have rude people here. Or do people in Iowa listen to this and be like, no, we have rude people here too, and and we're just grading it on a curve. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely grading on a curve. And- and for the people out there who, who in Iowa who are saying, no, we have assholes too. Of course, there is nowhere on earth, I, I would assume, that you can go to where there isn't that one fucking guy yeah. who is just like, no, this is the perfect place to live. Except for Tom. Tom's a fucking asshole. Tom is just a rat bastard. It's just down here in Miami. And I think a lot of like big cities, you the, the pressure becomes so much that the, um, the ratio of nice to to ask nice people to assholes yeah. is is very uh, askew. Well, and I I know for a fact that Miami uh, is just one of those places where everybody talks about it. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not like yeah. just here in Miami. I did the whole gag on the show a couple of weeks ago where everybody in America talks shit about Miami, but not as much as Miami talks shit about Miami. Very true. Yep. Very and true. I talk a lot of shit about Miami while also thinking I will never leave from here. Yeah, I think that it's like your family. It's like, dude, I my, I talk shit to my family constantly, but I, I love them more than anything else in the you world. You don't want to be part of another family. Ever, right. ever. Except I want maybe the Brady Bunch. I want to be part of these shitheads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I fit in here. All right, Tyler, number not, one. Definitely not the Brady Bunch. They were a bunch of prudes. Really? Oh, such prudes. I feel like Alice was begging for it. No, Alice was the only <laughs> down one of the family. Just, I want you to show up at my house. Wearing nothing but those yellow gloves. <laughs> Fuck Sam the Butcher. So Tyler- That's why maids won't keep our service. They yeah. just will not come back to the house. I'm a made man. So Tyler, here's the thing. Number one, I've had a lot of complaints about my squeaky table. Okay. Yeah. It's, as you should. We're there. As I, you I, should. I'm embarrassed. This it, is not fake. Please, this is real. Please forgive me for doing this. Audience, I need your help to shame my brother into getting a more- suitable table. I mean, it makes me sad. Wait, lay out for a second. It is. It's sad. I am like we chronicled on last show. I am not accustomed to change. And also in a lot of ways, I am 
I want to say frugal, but I'm cheap. I just don't like spending money, man. I don't like spending money. Spend, I like I like holding on to it. Spending money on things that are necessary. Sure. Oh, are, we definitely are, need it. Are okay. It's affecting the quality of our show. Yeah. 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 And making our audience upset. Which is kind of part of the show. Kind of awesome, sure. actually. What is, and this is my last thing and we'll get into it because we got shit to do. Um, what do we call that segment? <clears throat> Excuse me. Where we talk about something on the show that nobody's allowed to hear. Oh, uh, can I say this? No, can I say this is where I say like, you know, salt and vinegar, you know, am I allowed to say this? Mm-hmm. Um, it, Whatever it is, let's do it. I am now openly in the bathroom at the gym. Like it started off as I was hiding it. I would go into the bathroom. I would go into a stall or whatever. I have now completely foregone all of that shit. I am just, I'm just. Well, so many people are at this point that it, it you can't even bat an eye at it anymore because you don't know what somebody's doing Thank you. until you in their face. <laughs> Sir, this is the daycare. <laughs> and okay, sidebar, we uh, can play this part. Obviously, this has no context, you know, related back to what we just bleeped out. Mm-hmm. If you have your medical marijuana card, it's legal to smoke marijuana. Yes? Yes. Where is it legal to smoke marijuana? Like, like you can smoke marijuana, but can you smoke marijuana in Publix? Can you smoke marijuana in a bus? It's can you smoke marijuana at my gym? Well, private, like Publix, like like shopping, uh, uh, grocery stores and whatnot. They every individual business has its own individual rules. Where right. some businesses will say yes, you can. Some businesses say no, you can't. Uh, when it comes to like the bus and and government, your own business, own places. Um, that one becomes a little bit more of a gray area because it, it's it's such a weird place right now because it's from state to state. You're legally allowed to on the state level, but technically on the federal level, you shouldn't be doing it. But we're making that money, baby. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's very strange. I guess it's kind of like cigarettes now, where it's if it's a vape in a cartridge, you can kind of get away with it anywhere. You're not supposed to smoke in my bar, but people do it, and nobody says shit. Nobody gives a shit because yeah. it's it's. Practically water vapor. You know, yeah. there might be a little smell, but it's not going to... The, st- the It's scent, nothing that bothers you. It's not going to stick to anything. Is that it's cherry not, mango? It's not going to ruin Do anything. I smell cherry mango? And, and much like a cigarette or a blunt, that is a little bit more problematic, sparking it up at, at like a bar. It's say. pronounced blizzy, number one. <laughs> My fault. Blizzard Studios as well. <laughs> Double Dutch bus guy, thank you for that. Remember his name. I am. Double Dutch bus gotcha. guy. Gotcha. I've already apologized, so now I could say whatever I want if that's, I understand human interactions. That's not how apologies so, <laughs> work. So back to us not being able to talk about it the I'm other sorry day. sorry I insulted you, you piece of <laughs> shit. How dare you make me do this to you? Uh, so back to us not being able to talk about it. I had yesterday some guy watch twice. Mm-hmm. Like he was like following me around and I'm just like, fuck it, I don't care. And hoping so, you would share or trying to get you in trouble? I think just like, like oh, is this guy really? Oh. Right here and then so I go back out to the gym because I'm not just doing it in the gym because I'm not being a dickhead I went back out and this guy just kept coming back up to like study me to see like oh this is what a, a stu- it was so weird dude. That is very it weird. was I, I kept like turning around and he's right there just kind of watching me almost like funny. he found an uncontacted tribe and he's like what are they gonna do next look at his face they are eating that dude's brains that is fascinating <laughs> how do you get the bone through his nose <laughs> let's do the show <laughs> 